In a world where best laid plans go astray, there are two separate but equally important groups. Those who create history with their stupidity and the shit show podcast that covers them. These are their stories. Hello and welcome to Shit Show for definitely the first intro that we've done this episode. Good morning. <laughs> yes! Rick gets it on the second take. Good morning. Welcome to Shit Show. What's going on? We definitely record this live. Coming to you live via podcast. We don't record it at night at an, on another day of the week. Definitely the morning. Good morning to you. Good morning from a day on a day that ends in Y. <laughs> So, welcome to Shit Show, uh, your favourite weekly podcast, self-rated, uh, that covers <laughs> all of the events, thoughts, uh, occurrences and uh, desires of men that uh, go off the rails in spectacular fashion, uh, resulting in hilarious train wrecks. Uh, and speaking of train wrecks, uh, Rick has the segments this week, and he is going to dive Mm-mm-mm. straight into the first one, which is none other than train wreck trophy. We literally just plug the word train wreck into Google and then sift through 45 pages of Amy Schumer and find out what's happening. (laughs) To find out what's going on, right? So our first nomination for the Trainwreck Trophy this week uh, is is Mr... His name is Lawrence John Ripple. Now, Damn, I thought that was going to be hard to pronounce. No, no, it's not like any of your ones (laughs) where you pick literally the hardest names that you cannot pronounce. All the South Americans come and haunt me. (laughs) So Lawrence John Ripple, uh, he's from Kansas City in the United States. in 2015, he, he, he gained national attention uh, when he walked into the Bank of Labor, located a block away from uh, Kansas City Police. Uh, <laughs> where, where he was a frequent customer <laughs> and robbed it. And, uh, and gave a note to the teller. It read, I have a gun, give me the money. Oh, shit, I was joking. Wow. So the teller gives Ripple $2,924. Okay. Ripple then sits down in the bank lobby and waits for police. Has, has he only ever watched the first third of a bank robbery DVD? No, no. Uh, so he does this because he later told authorities that he'd written out a robbery note in front of his wife and told her he would rather be in jail than with her at home. <laughs> so he robs the bank and he goes to court, right? He goes to court and 37 months jail Slash time. his marriage is on trial. 30, so he's 71, by the way. Oh, uh, so okay. he's, he's done the hard age. yards. Uh, and he's gone in and he wants... Uh, he, what he's staring the, in, in the face is, uh, is, is 37 months worth of jail time. So short. So, yeah. I mean, I guess it's due to the non-violent nature of his... Like, he didn't actually brandish a weapon. He Nor did he actually have one. Yeah, and he, and he like, he handed he himself over yeah. straight away. Uh, so he goes into the court and, uh, and, and what happens is regardless of everything that, uh, he's told them like, yeah, I'd, I'd totally rob that bank. I'd rather go to jail. Uh, they sentence him to home imprisonment <laughs> for six months. <laughs> uh, so the next week his wife walks into a bank <laughs> brandishing a knife. <laughs> So that is the first train wreck trophy for this week. Oh, that's, uh, you, you, when you get the call from the cops as a spouse, yeah, you immediately think the worst. Imagine finding out that he had robbed a bank because he did not want to spend time with you. It's mm. like that's and and then gets sentenced to time with you. Yeah, <laughs> it is literally a punishment worse than death or jail in <laughs> yeah, this case. True. Uh, so the second one, we go to China. So. 
if you were, let's just <laughs> let's just say, if a water a cracker, if, if you uh, if you were. Uh, if you had a relationship that, that broke down, go on, and and you still had feelings for that person, what do you think would be your your strategy to try to get them back? Mm, it's a it's a tough one. Uh, I personally always turn to the power of the saxophone uh, <laughs> if I'm trying to convince someone of uh, of my worth. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, uh, so, uh, but I mean, look. Convincing convincing someone of your worth is probably right up there on, on one of the smartest strategies to to woo back an ex. Sure, uh, I tell you what's not is what this guy has done. Yep. So uh, in Zhengzhou, uh, so he he has an ex girlfriend. This this young man uh, who who literally has not been identified because he doesn't want to give his name over. Yep. Uh, and and you'll soon find out why. Uh, but basically, the, he's a, he's a lovelorn uh, undergraduate, and he, he tries to win back his ex girlfriend by by uh, doing a big gesture, uh, m- much in the same way that uh, was know, it a in, boombox? No, he was it wasn't, it wasn't a boombox. He wasn't wearing a public masturbated trench coat <laughs> rolled up to the to the elbows. Uh, <laughs> but he uh, he he meets her. Well, he tries to get her to come down to to one of the sports fields at uh, Hainan University of Engineering. I in, think that's in the first lesson that girls are taught. Is when they ask you to go to the sports field at night alone. Don't go to the sports field at night alone. Yeah. Uh, so what he does is he does what any sane man would do, and he arranges ninety nine watermelons <laughs> uh, what? and places them on the field. Uh, I don't know if it's, it's some the creepiest like, thing I've ever heard. Some like evolutionary psychology. Uh, like you know, I like I'm a, a hun- <laughs> I am a hunter gatherer. I foraged all these melons for you. Uh, so that's he, that's is that's psychotic. Yeah. So he he forages all these melons, and oh, I'm sure he does. That's yeah, what he wants to yeah, do. Yeah. And then all these people start to show up, and they're like, "What's the deal with this guy?" Everyone starts taking photos and taking uh, and starts and starts taking videos and putting it up on on Weibo, which is the the Chinese Facebook uh, or, or Twitter. Shameless by the crowd. Good. It, it, I mean, everyone does it. Let's, good, uh, the, good from good from them. They've literally looked over at a baseball uh, diamond and gone. That looks like a scene out of Aliens. Why are there so many eggs on the field? Uh, <laughs> yeah, people like when the watermelons just opening, just open face huggers jump come out. out. Um, so uh, basically, he'd asked a friend to help him transport the fruit with a van. Uh, people kind of yeah, they 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 surround it. They're gawking at the spectacle, uh, and she never shows. Oh, so he's just left. That there, is a right? stiff. Uh, so he 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 calls her. He can't be stood up like yeah, that. Yeah, he got stood up. He called her, waited for ten minutes, and uh, she didn't she didn't rock up. Uh, What's he do with the watermelons? And then what happens next is. Uh, Someone from the crowd yells, "Everyone, grab the melons!" <laughs> and and a frenzy of activity happens where, like, a whole bunch of people just start racing and beating each other uh, to get to these melons. It was like Black Friday after Thanksgiving in America. Fruit people, edition. <laughs> fruit edition. And people, it's just all seeds and uh, and red flesh oh. and green skin. Uh, oh after the frenzy of melon snatching, uh, many in the crowd then ran away with the tasty fruit. Uh, so that is train wreck number two. Yeah, yeah. And 
<laughs> the dog would have just looked like a crowd of people slaying frogs and then st- <laughs> lugging them away. But that's... <laughs> it's like the audacity of the person who's just like, well, she's not coming. Everybody grab the melon! <laughs> so good. Uh, right. Everyone the, grab a melon is yeah. probably one of those phrases that you go, all right, well, that's a once in a century phrase. Like, <laughs> I, I'm never, I'm never going to get a chance. No one will yell this. Yeah. Again. I'm bringing it back. <laughs> this is it. Uh, the third train wreck trophy uh, comes uh, a lot closer to home. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's from Cairns. It's from my house. Yeah. It's, it's from right here. Yeah. Uh, it's from Cairns. Uh, basically, I'm going to start off this with uh, with a quote from uh, from one of the the, the people involved's uh, best friends. Oh, no, I, I lived in Cairns for a couple of months uh, just out of school, yeah. and uh, they have a Monday pub crawl because there's so many backpackers. Yeah, that town is nuts. Yeah, uh, so I'm going to start it off with with the quote by a friend. Okay, he gets completely out of control when he's on the gear. Oh no. We kept telling him to cut back a bit because we were a bit worried, to be honest, but we never expected anything like this. I'll tell you right now, this is this is far north Queensland every man. Right. <laughs> this is about so, everyone in Cairns. It's it's the best op- it's the best intro to this, <laughs> right? Him and his mates, right? They're all on ice. Oh what? It's mate, it's, Why it's Queensland, <laughs> it's far north Queensland. There's not much to do in Cairns when, it's, when it's not the Monday night pub crawl. When it's not the Monday night pub crawl. Um, yeah, I, I get it. It's cheap, but it's like, you've seen the ads for ice? And, uh, yeah. and it's just like, mm. I was on do, ice. Do you reckon they are weirded out by that because it intentionally, like, unintentionally makes it look cool and it's like, do you want the strength of 10 men? Yeah. Ice. <laughs> and you're like, whoa. <laughs> Apart from all of the side effects and losing touch with all my friends and family, I lifted a car off a woman who was trapped under it. <laughs> Ice. Try it. <laughs> Ice. I don't know. Uh, so what else you got going on? <laughs> exactly. You got nothing better to do. Yeah. Uh, so basically, uh, that th- 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 that's the quote. Uh, a bunch of mates. Uh, they're all smoking ice. Uh, or, or doing ice. I don't actually know if they were injecting or if they were smoking, but whatever. Yep. It's not really relevant to the story. We want to make it very clear to everyone, don't do ice. Definitely don't do ice. Yep. Uh, belongs in drinks, not in your veins. So <laughs> I... Uh, <laughs> we... Uh, sounded like someone's dad just then. Anyway, we... Uh, the, the, the guys are, are all... They're all high, uh, and, and they're in a, an area near Cairns, which you probably know, called Clifton Beach. Yeah. So uh, they, they all go to Clifton Goodbye. Beach, uh, and this one guy, he's just... He's going off it. Everyone's got that mate. Even it doesn't have to be ice. It's definitely you have that mate who goes too hard, mm. and he's just like, mate, just settle down. He makes Take everyone around him feel sober. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because of how fucked up he is. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, they're all on the uh, on the beach, just kind of like shooting the shit, and then he's going and the ice, and then this dude's going berserk, uh, and then he all of a sudden like runs to another end of the beach and starts taking his clothes off, okay. and the guy's like, what the hell are you doing? And then he starts charging towards uh, a large saltwater crocodile. Uh, uh, so he's naked uh, running for this crocodile, <laughs> and everyone's just like... What the actual shit? Because they said, like, in the past, he's just run out of energy and slept it off, and he's always been fine the next day. Uh, <laughs> he, he does always say when he's on the gear that he wants to find the nearest uh, life threatening animal and throw himself at it. Yeah. Uh, so let me, let, let, let me use these other quotes to, to ease you in. Yeah. We were worried he was so off his face uh, on ice, he tried to provoke it, but nothing would prepare us for what he did next. We were still a fair distance back, but I reckon he just about got it in. 
Oh, oh no, no, no. Yeah. No. Yep. No. What, yep. it, why? Of course, the croc wasn't having having a bar of it, and it started thrashing around like crazy. The man's friends were then powerless to help as the crocodile clenched its jaw across the man's torso and held him under the water until it was still. Oh. Oh, this really? dude was on ice. Oh, he really? tried to fuck a crocodile. Oh, no. And then got pulled into the sea. <laughs> oh, oh, man. That really takes an absolute left-hand turn at the end. Oh, yeah. Uh, so. Well, let this be a fable <laughs> and a cautionary tale to everybody. It sounds like one of those Don't things. Don't try that's and too fuck out- crocodiles. It sounds <laughs> like one of those things is too outrageous. You ever get those those talks when you're growing up and your parents would be like, don't do marijuana. I know someone who did marijuana and they fucking did something crazy. No, my mum was an like, artist. No, but if you had people who were just like, don't do ice, you could end up trying to have sex with a crocodile. Who will then kill God you. God damn it, mom. Who would ever do that? And then she just like throws this article up. Yeah. So that was uh, those are the three train wreck uh, trophy nominations. We had uh, we had Lawrence John Ripple who wanted to escape his wife and ended up with home imprisonment. Yeah, uh, we had the 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 man's horrible uh, gesture to to get back his ex uh, that ended in a watermelon frenzy, <laughs> and then we had a uh, the, the guy from Cairns who tried to have sex with a crocodile uh, and end up paying the price. Yeah. Well, look, uh, there's a bit of a theme uh, for your train wrecks this week. Uh, they're all about um, relationships in various levels of disarray. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to, instead of going with the, uh, the carnal relationship between man and croc that went mortal um, <laughs> or the, uh, the uh, watermelons uh, stand up, I have to go with the man who uh, robbed a bank to go to prison to get away from his wife only to get home prison. <laughs> <laughs> In more ways than one. <laughs> Lawrence John Ripple, winner of the Trainwreck Trophy this week. Cue Boom. the music. Trainwreck. 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 Trophy. Delish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is delish. That's right. I'm doing the intros <laughs> of the segments. <laughs> so that uh, that brings us uh, to <laughs> that brings us to the next segment. Which um, is uh, the extraordinarily um, uh, <laughs> out of taste and uh, and unfashionable um, <laughs> segment that we do for uh, no apparent reason? Poos in the news that no that no one is a fan of. Mm-mm-mm. Love it. Kisses finger like a chef. <laughs> mm. It's everyone loves this segment and it baffles me. I know it baffles you, but it arouses me. <laughs> so you're still thinking about that guy in the crop, uh, but. <laughs> <laughs> but who's the news? What do you got, Rig? Right. Uh, so we we turn our attention uh, back to the UK because where else that's, would we go? That's basically where our show lives. That's where our show lives. The UK it has it has more instances of of, of poo than, than any other. We're in we're in Scotland uh, in 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 particular. Yep. Uh, they so voted to remain. Yeah. Strathclyde, Strathclyde University. Yep. Uh, is is uh, is a obviously a tertiary institution over there. Uh, it's a state-of-the-art technology and innovation centre, uh, or a TIC, um, that, that has a bunch of scholars from all over the world yep. uh, attending. Uh, and it's a real big science hub uh, in the UK. Uh, so anyway, they start getting complaints. Uh, they start getting a whole bunch of complaints from the cleaning staff, okay. uh, which prompts the... the <laughs> The following email to be sent out to all students and faculty. Okay. Given the incidence of people pooing in bins, 
showers and the like. <laughs> Can I please remind all TIC occupants that the toilets have been provided for that specific purpose? All bodily fluids, solids and toilet paper must be disposed of down the toilet. While I appreciate that the TIC population is multicultural and different countries have different practices, here in the UK the accepted practice is to use only the WC or the water closet. Yeah. So people yeah, are shit, people are shitting in bins and showers. No, no one's culture says shit in a bin. Surely. And that is exactly why complaints started rolling in right oh, after that. What? Because they were just like, what the fuck do you mean, you people? <laughs> oh, no. And so... <laughs> they what come do you back, mean, they Dean come, Red Simons? We've apologised for any offence caused to colleagues. The email contained sentiments completely contrary to our institutional values and should not have been sent. It was recalled as soon as it came to our attention and we swiftly issued an apology to staff. <laughs> Oh my god. Like that's, it's part of your culture to shit in bins and that's showers. The first time that anyone has pooped in a bin, defended it, and got an apology. I've never that's seen anyone shit in a bin besides that scene from Van Wilder. So oh, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Like, who literally looks at a thing and is like, hmm. Right. <laughs> I, uh, I mean, technically, it's built for containing waste, and uh, waste I is have, coming out of me. I and, have waste. Uh, um, I I always wonder what the gateway crime is with this stuff. It's like, do you uh, do you start by like moving from the toilet to the sink, and then from there you're like, uh, or is is that the, the gateway? It's like you know they're like you know scaring animals as a kid, and then they're all of a sudden shitting in bins, and then it's like <laughs> serial killer, first degree murder, and yeah. then they're ste- they're stealing stadiums and quarries. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, I, li- I like that stealing a stadium is mm. a, is above first degree murder. It's like it's yeah. the worst thing you can do, man. It is. Don't steal another man's stadium. <laughs> we, we, all, we all know the 11th commandment. Stadia can't go missing. It cannot. Um, well, that is person the news, uh, which means that it is time for uh, indisputably, the best segment that we do, <laughs> One Star Reservoir. Cue music. You, I want to take you to a one star. I want to take you to a one star. I want to take you to a one star, one star reservoir. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Self-rated, disputedly. <laughs> so that one's definitely self-rated. Yeah. That's self-rated. So biased. Uh, so uh, Rig is uh, going to read out the three uh, one-star reviews that he's found by plumbing the depths uh, of the information superhighway. Uh, they can be from anywhere uh, in the world. They can be from hotels, restaurants, products, movies, wherever. What do you got? Cool. So I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and uh, and read the the title of this email exactly the way it's written down, and I apologise to everyone's ears in advance of the email. Good. No. Uh, so did I say email? Yeah. Whoop. I did not mean that. So like someone has reviewed you. <laughs> they sent you an email. Worst one star <laughs> reservoir ever. Yeah. Uh, no, so the title of this review, yeah. uh, I'm going to uh, I'm going to read it the way it was intended, uh, and I apologise to everyone's in Polish ears in advance. Somebody's semen found in the room on our arrival. <laughs> this hotel looks nice, but has a fatal flaw. Their local staff are extremely incompetent and clueless. None of them speak good English. Oh, well, that's the first red flag. And if you manage to find one who does, he, she will be ignorant anyway. We stayed here with 15 other friends booking nine rooms in total. 
Uh, none of us were satisfied with this service. The most shocking story uh, is us, room 204, on our arrival. My husband and I entered the room and found some liquid spread on the desk. <laughs> I thought it was water spilt and tried to wipe it with my hand. That's rookie. That is absolute rookie. And felt rookie. something sticky, thought maybe it's fruit juice or something, and smelled it. Guess what? It was somebody's semen. I ran into the toilet and my husband called the reception for a cleaner. Even though we explained the situation at the reception, the cleaner came with one dry towel without any cleaning product, wiped the desk <laughs> once, <laughs> smiled, and then left. <laughs> that dry towel surely did not remove the smell, and the next morning we complained to the manager for a proper cleaning. That time manager did not even apologise about what happened. She just said, OK, we will send a cleaner. That was it. Later we heard that she excused that she excused the liquid was from the fruit on our desk and it could smell bad if it's ripe. Hello, my husband and I are grown enough to be able to distinguish the smell of these two very different things. Oh, wow, overshare. We got extremely annoyed. We, reg we regularly smell fruit and semen. <laughs> and semen. Experts in both. <laughs> we, got we got extremely annoyed by their attitude in the end and wrote to their general manager. The general manager, German was the only one who spoke fluent English with very professional manners and he offered us complimentary spa treatment as an apology. Our anger seemed to be almost settling until we met our friend's couple the next day coming out from the hotel spa telling us that they had two free spa vouchers delivered to their room out of the blue. <laughs> I.e. Our, our vouchers were delivered to the wrong room. I don't know if this is the general manager who made a mistake or the local staff understanding 204 is 206 but we could not believe their incompetence. Other stories include, every morning at breakfast, we asked for two omelettes, one without onion and the other without ham, but we only ever received one omelette without both onion and ham. <laughs> Our friend requested a wake-up call every morning for four days, but never got any. Our friend booked a taxi for room 5.20 at 9.20am, but the taxi was booked for room 9.20 at 5.20am. <laughs> Unless they upgrade the quality of their local staff or do some serious training, the resort does not deserve to be a five-star. They need to know that one element can put the rest completely down. They're clueless local staff with their cleanliness zero, service zero, value zero, room zero, and sleep quality zero. I could not sleep comfortably in that smelly semen room for the first night. <laughs> uh, I guess the ultimate insult is when uh, your biggest issue with the room is that uh, it's filled with sperm. So they offer to send you... Uh, a, a spa voucher, and then your friends are like, oh, we just got these free facials. <laughs> uh, so good. So, second one. Simple. Classic. Diarrhea. <laughs> if you read the Gummy Bears one again... No, I'm not. I'll be so excited. I'm not. Me and my family have eaten there several times. Even though the food tastes very good, it will give you diarrhea like 30 minutes after you eat it. <laughs> me and my why would you go there multiple I times? Know. That is exactly why I picked this. Why would it's, you go it's there the multiple times? the whole reason why I picked this one because I'm like, me and my family go there all the time and because every time we get diarrhea. <laughs> my family and I have this wonderful tradition where we all get an enema. <laughs> we all, we all have a Christmas at Sizzlers. Yeah. Uh, me and my family are not prone to get diarrhea. That's not what you just said. Uh, but for some reason, we get we all get it every time we eat at Fuji. If you've had this problem, please post. Oh, no. This whole thing's become a fucking diarrhea support group. I just I don't understand. Why, why would you go back? Is it like... 
Anywhere that's ever given me food poisoning, you I will never die that ever again. My my mate's dad used to go one better, and if he ever got food poisoning from somewhere, and he did this once when we were growing up, he he got it from this Asian restaurant uh, that did seafood or something. Multicultural restaurant, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he, <laughs> what's the deal with Asian seafood? <laughs> so uh, he uh, he basically he gets sick. He got a bag, threw up in it. Tied it up. No, no, no. Went back into the restaurant oh. and just gave it there, and he goes, "This is for you." Oh, yuck! <laughs> that's that's biological warfare. <laughs> it's so hectic. Uh, <laughs> but but also, in order to do that, you you'd have to throw up in the bag, tie the bag off, walk to your car, then you'd have to actually for in something that so very few people, very few people in the world have ever done, is put a bag of vomit. On your passenger seat, like a fucking guest, and drive to the restaurant. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> like a baby, it's, strap it, it, it in. <laughs> it's just sitting there, looking at you like, Greg, this is an overreaction. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Just write a TripAdvisor yeah, review. <laughs> exactly. Far out. There are better ways than this, Greg. <laughs> uh, so we'll move on to the third one. My God. I can't even begin to describe our atrocious stay at this so-called comfortable, charming place recommended by a travel website. Let's begin with when I get there with my children. We are greeted by the howls of police sirens. <laughs> we, go, we go to the front desk and there is no one there but a foul smell that resembles alcohol. We ring the bell and a man with his shirt ripped in several places comes out. He says, what do you need? And I tell him we have reservations for three weeks. I'm already doubting staying one day in this dump, much less three weeks. We then get into a long argument about whether or not I actually have reservations, which is ended by saying, <laughs> I, "Which is ended by saying I will call the police if they do not receive, uh, if they do not let me stay." I've showed him my personal uh, reservation receipt and printout prior to this. When we get to the room, it reeks of mildew. Our window is wide open. I look out and a person is running away fast from the window. <laughs> I look around the room and see many of the amenities missing. My daughter then starts to cry because the light was knocked over and hit her on the head. I decided that's the final straw. I leave the hotel and decide to stay somewhere else. Black Angus Inn, more like black anus. Does not even make sense, but that is incredible. <laughs> and so that is uh, the final one star reservoir review. Oh, love it! Love Which it. means uh, that we we we've passed the the canapes or the horses duvers for tonight. <laughs> Tonight's culinary offering. We have indeed, and we we're moving on to the media portion, the main course which is the shit show spotlight, which uh, Gus has this week, which will be a, uh, a historical look at, uh, at, at, at plans that, that had great, great intentions but went hilariously off the track. What do you got for us this week, mate? Mate, obviously our, uh, our intro, uh, intro theme and our, uh, our outro theme uh, take themselves. Or, or they are lovingly... Uh, Stolen from a a favourite show of ours, mm -hmm. Law and Order. So you're gonna have to bleep that out. <laughs> <laughs> They'll never know. <laughs> Law and Order. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's just call it Raw, Raw. and Plauder. <laughs> anyway, 
this week's spotlight focuses on uh, none other than uh, CBS Consumer Products. Okay. So CBS Consumer Products is a uh, is a company that um, that deals with the merchandising and uh, uh, and product arm of CBS shows. Right. Okay. So they make like Big Bang Theory shirts and stuff. Totally. Um, we're looking at a uh, a certain product, a toy uh, that they made uh, in conjunction with a company called Planet Toys in 2007. Okay. So this toy was a... It was called the CSI uh, Fingerprint Examination Kit. As soon as you said CSI, I was like, "That it, this sounds just like the worst idea. Okay. So it's, it's called the... BYO C- Semen. <laughs> the CSI... Have we checked for semen? Bring me the black light. <laughs> um, the CSI Fingerprint Examination Kit... Which is a toy based on the CBS show CSI. Yeah. Uh, for anyone that's ever had a science kit uh, or been given one as a as a gift, and my my dad uh, is a scientist, and a big shout out to Pete. I know um, you won't stop he, talking he, about he, it. That's the first time, Rig. <laughs> I'm very proud. He's done well. Uh, what up, Pete? So. I was given a science kit as a as a kid, and it I've used it once, and don't think I cleaned the test tubes, uh, and I think it ended up being thrown out shortly after that. That's how <laughs> I imagine most science kits go. Yeah. So a CSI fingerprint examination kit, uh, you can you can see that it's uh, it's one of those things that would be would be gifted a lot by parents who are like, oh, well, it's CSI kids. This this looks cool. Mm. So the whole thing behind it was my kids love CSI. They're gonna love this. <laughs> they they always watch it at ten thirty p.m. on Seven Mate. It, I think it used to be on. Earlier. Mommy, what semen? <laughs> so basically, heading into the uh, Christmas of two thousand and seven, this thing is the biggest selling toy in the states. What? Yeah, they have they have this incredible marketing campaign. It's uh, I'll I'll show you show you a picture of it. It's like. It's got like criminal tape and like uh, a bunch of powders yeah. and uh, and like you dust for fingerprints and a stuff. Bunch a bunch of powders. <laughs> uh, it's it's got like a notebook and brushes and uh, and things. Anyway, somehow they sold it. To me, it sounds super shit. Yeah. Uh, basically, retailing for eighty nine ninety nine. <laughs> basically, they sell they sell heaps and heaps of this stuff in the in uh, the run into into Christmas um, and then. It's a bit of an it's a bit of an issue because it turns out that uh, there is an organisation that was formed in two thousand and four called the Asbestos Disease Awareness Organisation, and their entire role is to test and check various products that may be suspected of having asbestos in them. No way. I'm going to tell how how much asbestos do you think is too much asbestos? Any per- percentage wise. Like literally any, like 1% is too much, surely. Okay. Anything below 1% and this absolutely floored me. Anything below 1% is legally considered to be okay. To have what in a product, unbelievable. 
So, uh, and that's really controversial because yeah. any uh, asbestos, uh, uh, I'm just going to assume that everyone who's listening to this knows how asbestos works. Uh, but yeah, any asbestos, means of fibres, puncture the lungs, cancer, uh, mesothelioma, etc. Really bad. Yeah. These things are tested by this asbestos disease awareness organisation uh, and it comes back that six out of eight kits that they tested had 7% asbestos. What? <laughs> 7% asbestos in the powder. And, uh, and so this is, uh, this is where it gets super, super shitty. Uh, so Planet Toys um, is, uh, is told that this is the case and that there is, um, and that there is asbestos uh, in, the <laughs> in the product. And they then uh, respond by saying... Uh, there is no asbestos in uh, in, in our products. Uh, we <laughs> uh, the kit has been tested and has met all safety standards as set by toy safety agencies and legislation, including the Consumer Product Safety Commission. The agencies don't require asbestos testing, and therefore we have never been apprised of any unacceptable levels of asbestos. What? So the basically these things were being made in China. So Planet Toys uh, has uh, has said it inspected its China plants to make sure that they were extra safe, um, but it had never uh, asked them about asbestos or tested for asbestos, um, and they they were like, no, there's nothing wrong with the toys. That's not what the law said, because mm. they were issued with um, a pretty significant. Um, order to recall all of this shit. So they had to recall all of these products. Uh, that was, was the, what, the best-selling toy? The, 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 best, the best-selling toy. They refused to do that. They refused to recall the toys. What? So instead, Planet Toys filed for bankruptcy, and they're like, nope, not our problem anymore. So they file for bankruptcy, leaving all these toys out there, so then Shit. it's handed. So th- this then becomes a CBS problem, yeah. Uh, which means that CBS are then uh, forced into this settlement. Which means that uh, because CBS were also like, well, we're not the manufacturer, so we're not recalling the stuff. Um, the best that a court could do was consumers have access to a cash refund on re- on proof that they that they bought bought the toy, yeah, but still. No recall. To this day, you can still buy it. Not to do, but but to this day, the CSI fingerprint examination kit containing seven percent asbestos has never been recalled. Fuck. And dude, this is two thousand and seven. So ten years ago, oh there was a kit God. that was being sold to every kid that watched CSI. So like all twelve kids. <laughs> <laughs> Bought this thing, and, and he, here's the really shit part. It's like uh, the so obviously you've got to inhale asbestos for it to be to be harmful. The way this kit worked was that uh, kids were encouraged you have to, to blow, it, don't blow you? on the oh, dust no. to get it off uh, off your uh, off your th- your uh, oh. your thumb pad. So guaranteeing that any kid that used it definitely inhaled asbestos, which is uh, like literally we will look at you look at this in twenty years time. When all of a sudden 
all of these kids are coming down with uh, with mesothelioma and cancer, and it'll just be such a shit show, which is why Planet Toys went, we're getting the fuck out of this. But CBS are on the hook in a very, very big way. So, yeah, that's uh, that's it. That An absolute incapability Shit. and a, a slow-to-act approach to recalling a toy that contained 7% of the most deadly fibrous substance that's of our lifetime. That's actually ridiculous. I can't even believe that shit. Like, how- it's, it, it sounds like because when I was looking this stuff up, and this is a uh, we won't we won't cover this one, but <laughs> found, found out all of these toys as you would have you would have found out when you were doing uh, the uh, the jars, jars. the flying mega knife, flying but, mega knife. But it's insane. Most of the stuff is the 60s, 70s, 80s, um, yeah. and like there's this uh, this tiny oven that was like an uh, yeah. e- Empire oven uh, that, yeah, that yeah. was a, that was like a toy. It used to get to 600 degrees, and uh, and it uh, didn't get recalled because people were like, "Ah, oh, you burn yourself. It's the 60s. That's a learning experience." It's <laughs> like, yeah, I bet you won't touch it again, ah, Peggy Sue. Ah. Quick, throw that fucking oven out. <laughs> um, but yeah, 2007. I'm pretty you unhappy. That, yeah. I'm, I'm unhappy with that. That you're sharing your lifetime with that. Yeah, well, it's it's. They had a class action leveled against them. They couldn't get it recalled. Like, the, how is that a thing that you can go? Great. Well, uh, yeah. Wow, that's a real shit state of affairs. We're bankrupt now, uh, so we can't do anything I about just, it. Yeah, I mean, I just, I, I, I just don't get. So it's just like, I mean, doesn't that open the gates for? Other kind of people who have made shitty products, and then they'll be like, "Well, basically, we can just go bankrupt, and uh, they'll never be recalled." Oh, for you! Like, it was like uh, the, the the fastest recalled toy that I could find was a Cabbage Patch doll uh, that used to used to be able to feed um, like plastic uh, pieces of food, um, and, and it was like like play doh and stuff, but it had like a razor in the mouth that was like a spinning circular saw. What? <laughs> and, and it took about six days. For for a kid to absolutely skewer their finger and uh, and for people to go, uh my kid's cabbage patch doll amputated her hand. Oh my god! Yeah, how is that ever a good idea? Let's make a doll with a sore in her mouth. <laughs> so, uh, our stance on this for all of you uh, toy makers out there, you budding Hasbro's, you Parker brothers, just don't stop making toys. Uh, make make other things. Yeah, I never thought I'd say this uh, to to a young, active population uh, like that that lives in Australia. Buy but, a football. But, yeah, go, go outside. <laughs> uh, fucking get a PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> Just, like, get a PS4. Yeah, stay inside. Stay inside. Play a video game. Yeah. Yeah, and that is all we have time for on this. <laughs> this get your week. dexterity up, your hand-eye coordination. <laughs> It'll be great when you stick your thumb into a Cabbage Patch doll and gets amputated. <laughs> um, that is all we have time for. If you want to get in touch with us, Rick has details on that. I sure do. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for pointing straight at me. Uh, so if you want to get in touch with us, uh, please give us a cheeky like on Facebook. Uh, we are under Shit Show, if you enter that in, all one word, into Facebook. Check us a like. We put all of our content up there, including links to articles that we refer to in our episodes. Uh, you can also contact, uh, contact us there. Uh, if you want us to cover any train wrecks that you want us to do, uh, or you can send us an email at uh, shitshow.au at gmail.com. Um, we put up our podcast every week through Zencast. 
Um, but if iTunes is more your jam, feel free to look us up. Uh, it's simply shit show, all one word, but with an exclamation point instead of an I. Right. Uh, because <laughs> iTunes are the absolute worst. <laughs> yep. So click, Absolutely. Subs- click subscribe and you'll get the notifications every single Monday when these come out. Totally. And throw us a review on iTunes if you're feeling particularly generous. Which would be the best. People could know that we're alive. Apparently that's a thing. Anyway, that's all we got time for. We'll see you later. See you guys.